Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Brave Worship, episode 54. You're listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship. Good morning, Vietnam! (laughs) (laughs) What? You didn't see that coming, did you? (laughs) No. That was a surprise. Uh, You're welcome. Where did you get that one from? Wasn't that from MASH, that old show? And they would always have like that announcement at some point. (laughs) I don't even remember. (laughs) Was it like a radio show or something? I think it was. Okay. Well, sorry, everybody who is younger than us that might not know what that is, but (laughs) you're welcome. Go look it up. You're welcome, guys. Go look it up. It's probably a GIF or whatever you call those things. Yeah. What do you call those? GIF? 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 I think it's actually a GIF. Yeah, it starts with a G. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All the younger people GIF. than us are laughing right now. They might, or they're so going, hmm, I always wondered what that was called. Maybe. Maybe no one knows. I've, no one knows, so they always just say GIF, just in case. <laughs> like, I pushed I that button accidentally, and then I really don't know how to find it on my phone, just so you know. I'll show you later. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, what? How did that pop up? How do I do that oh my again? Gosh. There's the best one right now of Michael Scott doing the most obnoxious smile like this. <laughs> It's the best. I've been using it every day. He can make me laugh Somehow. so hard, that guy. He's the funniest. Isn't he funny? He's the best. Oh, my I could gosh. watch that whole show again and again oh and again. Oh, my gosh. It's so it's funny. It's really popular with college kids right now. Is that what the kids are doing these days? That's what the kids are doing these days. <laughs> I only know because my kid is up there Oh my in the college and they're watching it. And I got him an office sign to put on his door. You did? Yeah. I've been seeing office shirts and stuff around. Really yeah. Funny. Mom, oh, well. You know, mom got him office shirts for Christmas this year. She did? Well, you remember we picked them out and then just told her what we wanted. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. No wonder I remembered that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that might be what it was. It could be. It's it might have been that. I can't believe the sun shines out today. I know. Thank God. Are you excited? How many I'm days so of rain have we had? I swear it's been two months. Well, it was in, like one afternoon of yeah. fun Monday. I think it has been two months at mm-hmm. least. Literally. I almost I've never made an art like this. I was thinking about it. <laughs> oh. It's been crazy. That would have been fun. You could have put it like floating down the backyard because that river back mm. there has been like ginormous. Great idea. We have big gouges in our yard back there now. Oh my goodness. From all the water. It's crazy. We're in Tennessee, people, and it rains here a lot. Yeah. And so. do you remember when um, you guys lived here for a while? Do you remember when it would rain a lot? The boys would get out the sleds. Yes, and sled down the little the what, ditch. What is that? Oh, a ditch. They sled down this like drainage ditch back here, and it goes actually under the road in a I tunnel. I think they did that once. Yeah, they did. Oh Our boys gosh. used to ride the waves. Ride the waves, boys. <laughs> oh my! They come in. 
like covered in mud from head to toe. Uh, that's the story of my but, life. They all ran in from soccer last night, mm-hmm. and I have this new no cleats in the house rule. <laughs> How's it, it going? The first, not so good. <laughs> the first, here comes Asher, and he like just doesn't remember, so he's just clomping them in there. I just oh had slept. And I was like, no cleats in the house, no. And he's still like can't grasp it. He starts taking them off. Like no, get out, and then take them off. <laughs> Oh, Lord help me. And meanwhile, there's mud everywhere. There's mud everywhere. I almost give up. But there's a book behind you that says Don't Give Up by Kyle Eidelman. So I'm not (laughs) going to do it. I will not. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you in the face. Thank you so much. Kyle's looking right at you. Yeah. He was on Eric's podcast in here. Oh, he was? Yeah. By the way, if you haven't heard my husband's podcast, it's Courage Cast. Courage Cast. Courage Cast. Eric Nordoff. Go check it out. Cool. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I saw him speak one time in a, he was in a little breakout session at a conference I went to. Oh, so, okay. Cool. He also had, um, oh no, what's his name? Uh-oh. The funny one, the pooter guy. The one that invented the pooter. <laughs> what? <laughs> you remember Ed Bassmaster? Yeah. Okay. His like, his friend. Okay. Oh, what's his I name? I don't know. <laughs> Go to know. the Courage Cast and, <laughs> and buy a pooter. It's like a fake fart machine, and they get in like um, elevators. Can and we stuff. Say Jack fart fail on here? I don't know. We have boys. Oh, okay. We have six boys between us. We have to say that word. All right. I don't say it very much. You don't? No, Grandma Josie be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the raw part of this podcast. That is. You out. heard the raw here. It guys. literally. Some just people came cuss. Out. We might once in a while say that. Word. <laughs> Yes. So, but anyways, he's had a lot of fun guests. And that's why you have Don't this give book up. looking in your face. Do not give up. So our brother had a baby this week. He did. Yeah, He's the cutest baby ever. He looks adorable. He's so cute. He has um, two girls mm-hmm. and he just had a boy. So he's super excited. And the first one to carry on our maiden name. Yeah. And the 15th grandchild, which is crazy. It took 15 to carry on the family name. <laughs> oh, wait. He's the only son. So right, never mind. He yes. was the only hope. He was the only He's hope. the only son. And this is his last kid, probably. Yeah. So. Probably. Just in the nick. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thankful that dad got to, you know, just experience all these. And mom, too. But for the last 23 years, they've been having grandkids. It's crazy. That is crazy. It's a long time to be having babies, but they love babies at our house, don't they? They do. They'd have a million. Yeah. I think mom would have had more. But anyways, it's been a fun week for our family. So um, I wanted to share for our topic this time, just, you know, I've been doing this two-way journaling and um, basically just writing out my prayers and Meditation, if I'm thinking about a verse or a word and then listening for God to speak back. And it's been life changing over the last couple of years. And um, anyways, the other night, um, I felt like the Lord told me this. It was mom and dad's, was that mom and dad's anniversary? Yeah, it was. Um, So anyways, I just was journaling. A lot of times he wakes me up in the middle of the night because that's the only time I'll like get up and have quiet time. Um, when the house is totally quiet and, um, I'm not always super excited to get up in the middle of the night, but I get up sometimes (laughs) and this was one of those times. So, um, I just thought it might be fun to hear what he said and then maybe we can just 
talk about it a little bit. So are you ready? Ready. Let's hear it. Okay. So I was dealing with a situation where I felt like there wasn't room for me. And I know that happens a lot as far as the whole world of worship is concerned right now. And um, songwriting, labels, like whatever, you name it, or, or other things. Like you could plug in lots of things to that category. Um, but anyways, I was saying um, that I didn't feel like there's room. So here's here's what I heard back in my journaling. And again, you have to reference this with scripture, and I'm not saying this is scripture. Um, but it does just at least make me think, and it may make you think too. Um, here's what I heard. You may feel like there's no room for you, no room for your gift, no home for you, no space for you. It might look like Bethlehem, no room. Um, but let me tell you, I'd love to find room where no one else does. I love the unexpected. There is always room. I can bring honor to a barn. I can share the first news with shepherds. And with one unknown birth, I can summon a choir of angels. So who is telling you there isn't room? It's not me. It's the humble beginnings that actually give me glory, not the calculated, not the plan, not the ones that lost nothing. I will birth rejection. Sorry, I will birth revival from rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I never thought about before was the fact that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was born into a city that had no room for him. You know? Yeah, that's so good. And I think just that concept of rejection, mm-hmm. um, everybody feels it to a degree. Yeah. You know, even the people that you don't think would, the mm-hmm. ones that look successful, that look like they have it all or they've not dealt with that, they have, you right. know, yes. in one way or another. And mm-hmm. um, gosh, yeah, that's a really good point. Something that I hadn't thought about before. Someone's outside. There's a mysterious voice lurking around this place. Um, but I really like that. And it's interesting. Yeah. You think about, you know, we say he was born so humbly, he was born in a manger. You know, we think those things that we don't think about like the actual like shame that he really on a human side could have felt, right? Kind of. Right. Well, I don't even know if that's okay well, even, to say, but. Can you, I mean, even his mother, can you imagine like knowing you're giving birth to God's child and having to give birth in a barn. Mm-mm. I mean, there had to be some place in her that was going, you're, I'm not going to be able to give birth to this baby in a bedroom even or in a hotel room. I, well, you think about been... we have babies now. We have like matching robes with our baby. <laughs> <laughs> or we go to a Everything women's birthing center and it's like a spa. You yeah. Know, like... And we have a birth plan. Like, we have the luxury of getting to choose how we want it to go. How we want it to go. We get to actually write our own stories in some ways. I mean, not all of it, because we can't calculate everything that happens. But she didn't get that opportunity, you know? Right. Can you imagine what her birth plan would have been? If <laughs> I wonder what Mary's... <laughs> like, if it was how it turned out, her birth plan would have been, like, ride on a donkey over lots of bumps. <laughs> Go into labor. No room in the inn. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Give birth in a barn. Wrap the Savior in cloth and put him in a feeding trough. Ugh. Yeah, that's her birth plan. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think 
I mean, and that was just the first taste of rejection that he had. Yeah. That's not including all of the layers that he felt. And we know that he carried all of our rejection, too. Right. Um, And the ultimate rejection was obviously the cross, you know, like that whole period of his life. And he's experienced rejection in greater ways than we ever will. Um, And he saved us from a lot of it, really. Hmm. He saved us from having to experience all of that because we we always are accepted in him. So there is always a place that we can go and be accepted um, no matter what we're facing. But And I realize that sometimes, you know, God closes doors on things that we thought he was opening. I understand that. So you can't say like everything has to work out for you. But there are some times when you know you're called to do something and he's spoken to you about it. And it doesn't look like there's any way um, for your ministry or whatever's in your heart for those things to come to pass. Um, And then he'll do something crazy, unexpected, um, and make a way for that. Make make room for it where there was, there literally seems like there's no room and it almost feels like he creates the room for it. Mm. Well, and even thinking about Mary where it's like God spoke to her and said she's going to have this baby. But the circumstances, like you're saying, did not look like that was possible. Right. Right? Yes. And so she's like, how in the world could I even be pregnant? Mm-hmm. So, but he brings it about, even when it doesn't look like it's possible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem possible. Mm-hmm. But then when he does bring it, it doesn't always look the way that we think it will look. Right. You know, and we have to keep that perspective because I think our minds have such a narrow, small view of what it looks like mm-hmm. to uh, fulfill his purpose for our life. Right. And his view is so much larger, but mm-hmm. sometimes when we think if it doesn't look the way that I think it's going to look, then it's going to be less than it's going to be not good enough, you know? Yeah. And I think if we would have written Jesus's success plan or what we would have chosen for his, his plan of success on the earth, that would have been an interesting thing to read too like we wouldn't have put him out in the middle of nowhere in these tiny towns and moved him around and um had him grow up in the home with a carpenter you know right um all of those things all of those little things we would have we would have had him somewhere in a temple and being raised by a priest possibly um maybe not in a family i don't know yeah, it what that very high level, you know, it would have been a high level of success plan, but that's not what he always chooses. And in fact, sometimes those plans don't give him any glory. And that's why he likes these impossible um, type places. That's why he loves to come into those places. Yeah. And it just reminds me too, like if that scenario was good enough for him, Mm-hmm. then are we okay when our scenario doesn't look the way that we want it to look? Like, is it going to be good mm. enough for us yeah. where he has us, the journey that he takes us on mm-hmm. and what he takes us through, you know? Yeah. Um, I was listening to a message today and he's the guy said, um, it's his message. You're the messenger. And it was just a great reminder to me that like, we are not the message. We are not the be all end all. You know, I'm thinking of people who are songwriters or singers or, you know, even worship leaders. Like so many times we have these dreams in our hearts or we have these songs that we really, you know, want to see come 
to the world and these things that we want. And I think that's amazing. And God plants those dreams so many times. But at the same time, are we also okay if he says not right now or not at all? You know, because his purpose is greater than just us having an expression of Mm -hmm. music or worship, right? Yeah, well, and he might want to start you in Bethlehem. And are you okay with that? Yeah. He might not start you in Jerusalem. True. You might have a journey to go before you get there. Absolutely. Woo, that's heavy. That's heavy. Okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, but I hope that's encouraging to somebody that's been experiencing rejection because I just feel like the Lord wants us to share that message with somebody. It's, um, It's important to remember that, first of all, we're never rejected in Him and that He's experienced more rejection than we ever will. Um. And that ultimately, he'll make room where he wants you. Absolutely. He's got a plan. He's not for lack of a plan. You know, sometimes it just doesn't look exactly how we want it to. But I mean, we can also look back and think of things that we wanted to work out that didn't. And we're so glad they didn't, you know. You're so But right. hindsight's twenty twenty. We don't know that when they're in the moment, when mm-hmm. we're in the moment. And so it's hard. It's hard to be in the waiting. It's hard to feel rejected. It's hard to feel oh, like, so hard. you know, you put in X, Y, and Z and the outcome should be whatever. And it's not, you know. Yeah. Um, that's not an easy place to be in. Hmm. But God hasn't given up on you. Kyle Eidelman book back there. <laughs> so don't you give up either, you know, That's keep pushing right. into his purpose for you. Mm. Actually, after this went through and found a whole bunch of verses um, that were about no room. I want to just see if I can find one to read really quick. Mm-hmm. This one's interesting. This is John eight forty seven. Um, If you really knew God, you would listen, receive, and respond with faith to his words. But since you don't listen and respond to what he says, it proves you don't really belong to him. And you have no room for him in your hearts. Ouch. I know. that's So he could feel like we are acting like we don't have room for him. Exactly. And then not only that, but are we making room for him where he puts us? Or are we just making room for ourselves? Because even Jesus came to make room for the message. And that's what we're ultimately called to do, not make room for ourselves, but make room for the message of Christ. Um, Here's another one. No matter what, make room in your heart to love every believer. And then here's Psalm 101.7. There's no room in my home for hypocrites, for I can't stand chronic liars who flatter and deceive. Wow. Wow. There's more. There's a ton of these. And if you guys have um, a minute to sit down and journal and research, um, I would definitely recommend doing that because it's really fun to go on kind of that little treasure hunt. Um, So try it out. See way journaling and follow that little trail and see what you find. I love it. Well, have a good week, everybody. Don't be rejected, guys. (laughs) No rejection. In Jesus' name. Be sure to join us at braveworship.com. Find us on social at Brave Worship on Instagram and Facebook. And you can even join our Facebook community called Brave Worship Community. See you there. You've been listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award-winning songwriter Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor Mary Beth Dodd. 
Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.